Hi, everybody. How are we doing? I'm Super Joe Pardo, and welcome to the Indie Pod podcast, uh, formerly the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference podcast, because you can't have the word pod enough in the name of the show. <laughs> Mafcon one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, Mafcon rip, right? Rest yeah. in peace, Mafcon. Um uh, yeah, so oh, there is so much to talk about. I know it's been uh, like a month since the comp- since Mapcom Five mm. wrapped up, uh, and but before I get to all the juicy details about that and, and why you need to pay attention for later, uh, because I have some announcements talking about 2020 already. It's gonna wow. be crazy. Uh, Three months, I, man. I, 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 well, 2020 and and September 2020, mm. when when the, uh, in, when Icon or in, Indie PodCon or Indie Pod or I, I, I think I like Icon. I think I a like lot of people icon. do. I like Icon too, but I also say IPC. I kind of use them in, interchangeably. Okay. I, just kind of feeling it out. Right? It's like having the baby and then figuring out like <laughs> we'll name it next week when we figure out if we like the thing or not. <laughs> Anyway, sitting to my left or my right, I guess is uh, <laughs> is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher your last name. Oh my gosh, Chi Odogwa Odogu Odogu Odogu, and he. For anyone who doesn't know, she actually ran the Mid Atlantic Podcast Conference podcast for about like almost like a year like six mm, months yeah. to a year uh he was our host and he was supposed to be here uh last year at the mid-atlantic podcast conference number four uh and unfortunately um the country would not let him in our america would not let him in i don't know what they were <laughs> thinking they must have been drinking anyway get where you are right now give it up for chi thank Woo! you everyone. Nice to be back talking to you, Joe. It's been a pleasure. I mean, I met Joe, what? When did we meet Joe? 2014? 20, 20, it was 2015, beginning 2015, of 2015, 2015 yes. in New York City. Uh, yeah. It was kind of cold. I just walked by Bryant Park this weekend, actually, when we were up there to see a show, see Jake Gyllenhaal. Wow, nice, man. Such a long time. Well, yeah, man. Right. I've, I've enjoyed knowing Joe. I was watching MapCon when I was in Africa. Came back, tried to come, you know, issues, but now I can come and go. So everything's all good. And it's just like, it's been such a long time. I'm looking forward to catch up in person. But when I saw Joe put up the link, I was like, okay, I have to talk to Joe. Let's, let's, let's chop up some game and see what's going on. At least let me be one of the first people to be on Icon before everybody else jumps on the bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so glad you did. So um so you so you ran so when you were running it, you and, and again I really appreciate you taking the reins oh, back dude, when you did. Anytime. Because uh, it was I it was probably it was actually probably during the time in which uh because Amy had it before you did mm. and then you had it for a while. Um and the reason i mean i had a, i had my first kid and it was like life was like crazy it's still really crazy um it's probably not getting any less crazy any anytime soon but uh but it's just so grateful to have people like you and amy like take the reins and and now i'm 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 back i'm ready to to take the reins back and and run with it and like so i posted for anyone who doesn't know i posted in the uh independent podcasters group is that yeah that's the name of it now mm-hmm. the independence pod in, independent podcasters group and i said hey i'm opening up the floodgates who wants to come on the show who wants to talk about their podcasting experience 
who you know who wants to help me promote the conference and all these other cool things that I'm going to talk about later in the show today and like the my my calendar filled up um <laughs> like i had to, like i didn't realize it was only for like 60 days and then i expanded it to may because i don't want to get into the summertime yet until i start to know where my vacations mm. and things are right like it because it gets it can get out of control and i don't want to be yeah. rescheduling and all that but um so yeah she you were one of the the first ones to jump right on and be like i'm gonna take this day because otherwise i was gonna do this episode by myself solo oh, wow. yeah so i could like talk about the changes and talk about how everything you know everything's evolving really mm-hmm. rapidly mm-hmm. um but before we get into all that let's let's talk about you like what has been going on with in the last year uh since i guess i really got to talk to you what has been going on wow so in the last year what has happened well um i, start, I went back to work started working for a company i left them earlier this year to go back on my own to do my own independent consulting so I've been doing that, doing some training and teaching. And then now, I think even next week, I'm actually giving my first training on podcasting in a co-working space I partnered with here in Toronto. So I'll teach the first one on how to start a podcast one-on-one. And then maybe two, three weeks later, you know, how small businesses can leverage podcasting. I started a second podcast, which is... Um, the GTA Business Titan, so that's the Greater Toronto Area Business Titan. Just because I know a lot of small businesses, it, it's it's not that they don't know about podcasts; they do know about, or they've heard, or they've listened, but they don't understand how it can help showcase them and their businesses. So I had like my first twenty guests. Um, this was sometime last year. I put them on; they loved it. Other people started saying, "Oh, do we pay for this? Can I pay and come on the show?" And I was like, "Well." Um, hold on a second. Let me think about what I want to do with it because my current show, The Bulletproof Entrepreneur, that, that keeps me pretty busy with guests. Every guest I get, I get their books, I read their books, interview them, publish. So I do have a backlog of publishing that and thinking about how I'm going to schedule each season, what I'm trying to trying to get out of the authors, how I'm going to synchronize it so that it kind of has a team all through the months as the year progresses. But then I said with the second one, it seems like I can't do it all alone because as an independent podcaster, you know, most of us do this all alone, except you have um, some mad money coming in like uh, John Lee Dumas and whatnot, and you have a team. But if you're starting or you're doing it on your own and you've been doing it for years, you kind of have a feel and a groove so you know how to shortcut things. But when you start adding two, three, that means you're doubling your process. That means you're doubling the number of guests. You have to figure out, okay, what what can I give up? You know, what can I do? to make this work quickly, or how am I going to start bringing people on? Does that mean I'm going to have to monetize? And then I also remembered your article from last year where you said, hey, you know what, I'm getting, you guys have to pay to play. And that's, honestly speaking, I took that straight to heart. I put it on my website because I was drowning in pitches, man. I was getting like 50, 100 pitches every week. And especially from like, no, no offense to like the booking agencies and whatnot, but like, even a random guy would just show up and say, oh, he has a great guest for me. And I'm like, oh, okay, good on you. It's $2,000. And then I wouldn't hear anything. I'm like, oh, cool with me. Now, I don't mind working with booking agencies because I've worked, like you've worked with a lot of them. I've worked mm-hmm. with a lot of them. I, yep. know, I know the good ones, so I know that they'll send me like great people. And sometimes I'll say, hey, maybe I'm busy or I find my own guest because I know, well, let, let's face it. If we're doing podcasts and we're doing interviews, it's kind of like, Late Show with Stephen Colbert or any one of those late night guys. 
at the end of the day, the guest is coming to pitch whatever they're coming to pitch. So you understand that it's it's pretty much like uh, unspoken commercial, but you don't want to make your show just about a commercial. You want a, a true podcaster wants to kind of get like good stories that you can get lessons from and you can share with people. Like for me now, it takes me at least 20 hours to produce one episode because I'll read the book. If the book is good, I'll read it twice, make comments, make those, listen to interviews they've done, get questions and follow up questions from that. So it takes a whole process for me just to sit down and have a one hour conversation. I don't want somebody to just wow. bombard me and start saying, I have a great guest for you. Can you, can, you, can you book on your show? Oh, how many downloads are you doing? I'm not even worried about my downloads. I'm worried about getting the best out of the person. I, you know, I think there's a lot. I mean, I know Eric Hunley, shout out to Eric Hunley, would, would totally agree because he does uh, a ridiculous amount of research mm. uh, for, like like you do. And I, I think there's a lot to be said for like, hey, if you, you want to be on my show and you're here to promote something like, you know, I, I'm going to read your book either way, right? Like, if you if you weren't going to pay me. But the fact of the matter is, like, that's taking time away from other things exactly. or other guests that you might. And if you're getting, I mean, I would even argue, like, 10, uh, g- you know, pitches a week mm-hmm. uh, is, is too, pr- probably more like even five pitches a week is too much, depending it's on how you run your inbox. Yeah. Uh, you know, me being inbox zero or, like, that's a lot. <laughs> like, that's yeah. a lot that I have to run through and look through and think about and mm-hmm. you know there needs to be some kind of filter and and they're getting access to an audience that you you know trust what you what you say and when you're putting that much effort into what you're you know putting out there like that that is a you know there's a lot of value that that they're getting because they're getting very curated questions that are mm-hmm. honest to the work in which they did not just to the genericness or mm-hmm. you know oh here Gee, take my pitch card with the 10 questions you should ask me because ask everybody yeah. should ask me these 10 questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and shout out to Jessica. How you doing, Jessica? <laughs> Jessica uh, but yeah, so I, 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 you know, I don't, I don't blame you at all for wanting to, uh, to at least put a filter in place. And, and, yeah. you know, like, like I said, if you're, you're reading a book twice, like I, I it would take me like a month <laughs> to read a book. So I, you know, that would be, I need, I need, I need to get paid if I'm going to be reading your book. Well, well the, tr- the trick with that is um, I took a speed reading course when I was in college because I just oh. had nothing else to do to fill my time. So I took the course and it stuck with me ever since. So I can read a book fairly quickly. But if I read it quickly and I just get the gist of it, I want to go back and say, okay, there are some parts where there were some interesting stories and there are some interesting things here. And what are those two, three main concepts that I want to get out and ask this person? Because those are the things that maybe if somebody just reads it casually, they may not get. So I have to go back and dig in and say, okay, I remember this was something that I could have asked the question here, or maybe they could have gone in depth, but they edited it out. So what's Mm -hmm. in here that I need to know? So stuff like that. Yeah, those nuances that you mm. wouldn't, you just wouldn't know if you just read the back cover. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jessica says audible for me. I don't blame you, uh, but even that, I don't know. I, I like, I don't, I don't know. I've never tried audible. I've never tried books like that. I don't know. Books, uh, are, books are tough for me. Oh yeah. Well, it's, I mean, honestly, it's not for everyone. But um, like, like I said, I learned that skill. I think that's probably the most valuable thing I got out of college was speed reading course. 
<laughs> and that's something that I would have probably wanted to take because I am such a slow reader because mm-hmm. I have to read every single syllable Word, in yeah. the book to make sure that I'm not getting lost or just assuming uh, something in the book that I shouldn't be assuming because mm-hmm. you know what assume means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So, um, so no, that that's awesome that you're bringing businesses together and, and getting them to, to start their own podcast. We're looking at, uh, I'm looking up to to start a podcast up at the, uh, my family's uh, repair shop soon okay. in the next couple of months here. So I'm really like trying to find the how do I not make it the Joe Pardo show? <laughs> how do I not make it about me, right? And and make it about like truck repair and truck parts and uh, trucking in general and and that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited to to have that that have that challenge uh, mm-hmm. to really put myself under a microscope and be like, hey, I like my personality can come through, but it's not all about me. It's about yeah. the industry, yeah. you know, and and the people. So. And, and, and I think for something like that, because it's so, I know there's another guy in Canada. I think his name is Jimmy Irvine. I can send you his link. He does one on trucking and heavy duty. I I do know of him actually. Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. Uh, do you know him? Yes, I was on his podcast. I think um, sometime last year. And oh shoot, I forgot to have him on mine. I'll, I'll make a note to send him an invite. <laughs> life just got busy. Is no offense. Like sometimes you know. When I go on somebody's show, I also want the person on my show so I can learn from them too. But when you get like your inbox jumbled and things fall through the cracks, it's, um, it's unfortunate that you, you don't follow up. So that's one thing I've been seriously trying to work on, making sure that at least the relationships I build through podcasting, I kind of follow up and keep them intact. Because I, it life, I think like for how we know each other, it's mm-hmm. more intimate when you're like relational as opposed to, hey... I have a guest for you, just record him. You know, I don't want to be that guy that's just like, oh, I came on your show, you gave me your platform, and then oh, there you go. Thanks, thanks for your time. I want to like at least build that relationship and that friendship and get to know him and say, okay, what can I do to help your you and your audience succeed as you gave me um the chance to shine. Yeah, yeah, no, a- absolutely. Uh, Jessica says that she has a two-hour commute uh, commute time every day, so this is time for you use for education. Yeah, I mean, mine is like less than fifteen minutes, so I I just mm-hmm. pop on. Like, I'm usually listening to the local sports station mm-hmm. uh, to find out what's going on with the with you know the Eagles or the Phillies or the Flyers or the Sixers, mm-hmm. and and it's fifteen minutes, so like that's that's usually all I got. Now, if I had a two-hour or an hour commute. Oh, sure. uh, I would. Oh, yeah. No, I would get very tired of hearing the same ten people call into the radio and yeah. complain about the Phillies <laughs> uh, for sure. So, uh, I, you know, it just depends. I think on how much time you have to to be able to commit to that. Because um, mm-hmm. I hate, I hate like leaving off somewhere. Like I feel like if I was a good speed reader and I could read a book from like end to end and in one sitting mm-hmm. like or can de- like condense that information into one sitting i would feel a lot better i guess because i'm more of a completionist so like i want to complete and i don't want to have to go back and remember and mm. it's always it always am- amazes me like people that can read two books at once oh yeah like that's like to me it's like reading watching two <laughs> movies at the same like i mean i'm a dj so like i can listen to two songs at the same time but it's the same thing though <laughs> <laughs> But then you're blending the stories together, and I, or I would be at least, you know, getting mixed up. Yeah, no, I just got the link for the course I took, and I put it for you. It's Evelyn Wood. I think they just got by 
bought by prior or something, but if you read it, you'll find it's pretty good. Yeah, but I too, I tend to do maybe two, no more than three books at a time, but once I get one and I'm like halfway into it, I try and finish it and then I move on to the S. So I just have like two or three different things. Because sometimes you're in a good mood, you want to read adventurous stuff or you're feeling kind of, you know, dull and you just want to take it a slow day. And so you want to read something dense to help you fall asleep or something like that. So yeah, yeah. It depends but on your mood at times. Yeah. I just dropped it below. I know it's a lot to type in. I'll yeah. uh, drop it in the live chat and uh, I'll try to remember to put it in the show notes for the, for the podcast version of this, uh, of this show. Um, so yeah. So Chi, I, what, um, what what attracted you to podcasting to begin with? What okay, how did I get into podcasting? So I think for me, what happened was I was working in consulting in New York at the time, and I had a friend who was working in the same job. We were both consultants, but he did something pretty amazing that we were on a project for six months. And he just decided, you know what, I spent all my life trying to get this entry-level job. And it turns out it's not what I want. So rather than him concentrate on the job, he took those six months to learn how to code and now created his own website, which got sold to Handy. And now he works for Spotify. So Joe Gesualdo, shout out to Joe Gesualdo. So Joe, during that period, was always talking to me about entrepreneurship. And he was like, oh, you need to listen to these podcasts. So he sent me the link to Smart Passive Income. From there, I found that I found uh, John Lee Dumas and a bunch of other ones. I was like, wow, I could really do this because I I don't have the inclination to code, but I like talking to people and getting to share the stories. And I looked around the podcasting world at that time in 2014, I believe. I didn't see any interviews of entrepreneurs from Africa. So people like from back home, Nigeria, Kenya, Ghana, doing entrepreneurial stuff. And I was working on a lot of African startups at the time. So I said, okay, maybe I reach out to some of these guys, share their stories. So I interviewed maybe about 30, 40, somewhere in that neighborhood of them. And then podcasting wasn't really that hot then. So my traffic was really, really minimal. So I was like, okay, I'm sharing your stories, but people are not listening to this and I can't work and try and find audience and then also be finding you guys. So something had to give. So fortunately or unfortunately, somebody reached out to me. I think it was Interview Valet, I believe, at the time. They reached out to me and they were like, oh, we have a guest and we'd love for you to interview him on your show. And I'm like, well, I'm currently focused on interviewing African entrepreneurs. They're like, well, it's okay. It's, uh, you know, he's an entrepreneur too. It doesn't really matter. So I did the one interview put it out there, shared it on LinkedIn everywhere. I was I was sharing heavily in LinkedIn groups and people started enjoying it. And then I got feedback that I said, oh yeah, that, I mean, it's great that you have African entrepreneurs, but sometimes we can't relate or sometimes it's like the situation and the context is different because I'm in North America. But if you could bring someone that has like a universally relatable story that you can share and you can share the principles then we can learn from that if we're in Africa, if we're in Europe, if we're in this. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe. So people want me to actually broaden the network. So not necessarily just say Africa alone. Yes, I'll get African entrepreneurs, but I won't focus 100%. I'll try and get as many people out there who have unique stories who are not on the podcasting circuit. So that's how I started finding different people. 
And then I got connected to a bunch of the agencies. And then I started finding people on my own because I found that majority of the time, people that have interesting stories aren't looking for ways to share them, but they have cool stories anyway. So if I read an article somewhere and I like what the guy is saying, I'm like, oh, okay, let me talk to this guy. Or somebody tells me about the story of somebody they met. I'll reach out to them and see, let me see if I can interview this person. And I've been doing that ever since to fill my own pipeline. No, I, I love that. I, uh, that's one of the, the the things that you know I got the Dreamers podcast started on with was you know finding interesting people with great stories and not necessarily the people and that's what a lot of people like the feedback I got was like hey you know you're finding people that aren't just the people that are on every other podcast that I'm mm-hmm. going to uh, so that's really cool and I and I think that stands out it doesn't have maybe the flash appeal mm-hmm. but I think that if you as a brand as an interviewer and as you know. Uh, uh, well, I guess as a brand and an interviewer, uh, you know, if you get no, you know, become known over time for that, like that, mm-hmm. that can be really powerful, you know, yeah. and, and, and that could be within any niche. It doesn't just have to be within entrepreneurs or business owners yeah. or whatever, but yeah. finding those, those interesting stories that aren't necessarily on the, you know, the news or on mm-hmm. other podcasts, like that's, you know, that, that could, I guess that's like kind of the journalism part of what yeah. we do as podcasters. Yeah. And also another thing to that, it also builds your skill set because for me personally, I was the type of person where I asked questions as a consultant, I asked questions every day because I had to find information to make sure that, okay, you guys are not lying to us. Um, I was doing financial analysis. So I had to make sure that, okay, what you guys put in your analysis makes sense and I can sign off on this and send it to the SEC and we're good to go. So I ask questions every day. So when I started asking people questions about story, it wasn't like, you know, I ask you a question, you give me a, a response and then I, I say, okay, it's a wrap. And I had to start thinking about it from a journalistic perspective to say, okay, how do I get that fourth question that will bring out the real story? Because everybody, you ask somebody one question, they have a prepared speech. If you have a follow-up, there's a, something prepared. But by the time you get to the fourth follow-up question, now you're getting to the real answer. And that one, that person does not even know. Like, take, for example, two weeks ago, I interviewed a lady on my show, and she's um, a specialist consultant in the meeting space. She helps companies consult on how to make better meetings. And so I asked her, okay, your background is in theater arts. You studied acting and theater. How did you correlate that to say, okay, a theater is a confined space. You know, you have your sets arranged, you have a strict script you have to follow. And then how did you translate that into a meeting where everything basically happens in a meeting? If you watch a TV show like Game of Thrones, all meetings, every movie you watch from now on, you see that people are always sitting down somewhere. So meetings are actually where everything happens. I was like, was that because of your theater background that you now focus on the meeting space because you saw that it was a confined environment where everything happens? She was like, oh, I, I actually never thought about it like that. She was just like, she just fell in love with it and then she did it. And she was like, oh, she had to actually go back and think and say, oh, maybe that is there is a reason why I naturally gravitated to this because of my training, but she had not seen that step, but I saw it because it was right in front of me. So I asked her the question about it, you know? Yeah. 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 No, that, that, that's awesome. I, um, I wouldn't have thought that, that she, you know, would, would make that, uh, would make that jump from, from art or from performing arts to mm. the meeting spaces and, uh, corporate. But I mean, but there is about you know there is a thing about finding where the money is going to come from, right? Yeah, and and exactly. I think 
right? So, so like you finding the thing that you love and, and it's like, okay, well, how can I take that and correlate it to something that like a bit, you know, corporate America who has lots of money to burn because if they don't burn it, then they uh, get taxed on it. Yeah. Yeah, So it's like find ways to improve um, and, and cat, you know, capitalize on it. So I, Mm -hmm. I I love that. Love that. Um, So, so Chi, so unfortunately you weren't able to join us this year at Mm -hmm. MapCon five mid Atlantic podcast conference five, which was held in, Atlantic City, which you were saying before the recording is like your favorite is one of your favorite cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's awesome. So I actually so I'm wearing the the Mapcon five uh shirt and uh the the, the skyline is there. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Uh, and baked into it, if you look right in the in that's the middle of the shirt, yeah, is a microphone, and it's also part of our logo that you can see up in that top right corner <laughs> of your screen. So it's uh it, it was all kind of it's funny how things come together when you don't necessarily re- like know how they're going to come together until yeah. they do mm-hmm. and it all kind of came together like that mm-hmm. um so you know for anyone who hasn't had a chance to go back and listen i just released it actually this morning the uh the talk i gave at at mapcon five where it was uh five years oh thank you jessica she said that it's a, a pretty sweet design um yeah yeah it is thank you thank you thank you um i I got shout out to penji uh for for being the graphic artist that that helped inspire that and then there was uh the 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 final version of so for anyone who doesn't know the story because i haven't really divulged too much of it and this is something that is is different you know different than what i talked about uh at at mapcon so the like this was the logo for the shirt back way back in like I don't know, like uh, May, I think it was, or April uh, of this of this year, and it was only like a couple, like a uh, maybe about two or three weeks prior to to MapCon that I started to think, like, you know, maybe I should change the name of MapCon to to something else. I was thinking like mm. international, and like I talk, I'm like talking with some people who know who they are and they're, they're, you know, the word independent came up and kept coming up. So I was like, Oh man, like what if we change it to, to independent? And that at the, I think at the time I like right around the same time, or maybe a little bit earlier, I could go back and check the dates later, but I wanted a special logo just for MapCon five. Okay. So that's how um, there, so there's actually a logo like a version of the independent podcast conference logo that mm. says mid Atlantic podcast conference. And then the S is a five. Okay. Like, like in this. So basically I, I have an artist that I use on Fiverr a lot. I sent him all this, th- this artwork and I sent him our current artwork and all this stuff. And he was, he came up with the logo that you see there. And then uh, like a week later, I was like, you know what, I'm going to change the name and we're going to change the logo mm. to, the, you know, to use that, just change, you know, change it to independent boom all of a sudden now i got this great looking logo and it all fits because the, all the name tags had that that logo up in the top right so when i announced i was like look you guys have already been seeing this logo all weekend as the mid-atlantic podcast so things come together sometimes so like mind-blowingly like puzzle tetris fitting yeah. um and and you don't even realize it until you like step back and be like oh wow like look at that like how did that all just happen by accident um mm. 
so so yeah so well, it is a very happy accident <laughs> uh oh, i'm sorry i said but it's good though because now yeah yeah everything you've been working on and how your subconscious was helping you because I, <laughs> I i tr- i truly believe that no matter what we do like there's always that subconscious element of your brain working while you're asleep and putting things together so somehow you know you're still guided like when you wake up and you're conscious and then by the time you look back oh wow i didn't know that everything was like being arranged in a certain particular order yes you don't yeah you don't always see it and the subconscious is very powerful for things uh like that so um oh excuse me um so yeah so it it, it all kind of it all kind of came together and i th- i felt like you know the, so if you ha- if you don't if you haven't watched the video yet uh, or listened to the audio, um, basically I, I talk about the the fact that, uh, you know, Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference never really um, def- like was a good explanation of the people, of the family, of the MapCon family, mm. because the MapCon family spans literally around the world. Mm. Um, and it's not just the Mid-Atlantic. So, even year one, uh, we had people that weren't from, I mean, even, I mean, you, you're not from America. So technically, even though we met in New York, like you were part of the Mavicon family from like almost yeah, day one. I, I, I was watching in Africa when I moved to Africa in 2015. Yeah. See, exactly. So, yeah. So it, it's, it, so it, it never explained you know, the people, and I would get emails every single year mm. saying, I, I don't live in the Mid-Atlantic. Can I come to this conference? And it's like, yes. Yes, of course. It just explains where it is. It's literally held in the Mid-Atlantic. But, you know, and I'm like, for every one person that's sending that email, like, and I know you know, Chi, how many people didn't send an email, yeah, right? Exactly. And just so like, uh, next. And I, I can really speak to the fact that since changing the name, uh our facebook group has grown like exponentially wow. over the last couple weeks like it was we, i think we had close to about 400 people when wow. when mapcon 5 happened and we're at like 480 i think at the moment nice i'm just looking right now it's, uh doesn't where's the number I, I always see the number and now i'm not seeing the number a 478 478 so it's grown exponentially mm. i mean i'm we're getting new people asking to be in the group almost daily mm. uh like two like sometimes two to three a day uh it's it's crazy so just by changing the name changing the dynamic and and really be, in my opinion better explaining the people that are a part of this family yeah. uh than than just about it being in the middle and it can be called mapcon mm. with that said I'm, i missed the name a little bit you know mapcon just well it's, it is your first baby so i'm not so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we threw the baby out with the bathwater. uh it's 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 a, it's a new day it's a new day now um but yeah so so it kind of all kind of came together very rapidly within about a week or so before leading up to mapcon mm. um maybe a week and a half before mapcon and i you know i it felt very that's why i i I put it out there i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna do like a reflection because i wanted people to get something out of it like Mm -hmm. for themselves like you know and and gee i'm sure you could speak to this um as a as a podcaster as a business person bringing people together changes the game immensely yeah 
right? So, so in this case, it's like, uh, you know, how, how do I, um, you know, put something together that enables more people to identify and, and, and want to come, come together under, under that umbrella. Yeah. And I, I think it's also makes sense because originally podcasting was by independent podcasters. Now, because yeah. it's such a hot medium, corporate has come in, big money has come in. We have big uh, corporations like CBS, um, CBC in Canada. So it's now becoming corporatized. You know, everything is becoming okay. It's uh, super produced, super, super polished, super scripted, and whatnot. But the medium at the end of the day was a bunch of guys and gals sitting across the room, sitting across the internet, talking to each other, learning about stories, talking about their favorite TV shows or their favorite movie, what have you. And that, I think, is the main spirit of podcasting because your ability to connect with somebody that you've never connected with before and you're, you're, you're sharing life principles and stories and you know building a relationship that could maybe lead to business or may not lead to business. Whereas... Now that there's more big money in it, it's now all about, hey, how many ads can we chuck in here? How can we get more listeners so that we can monetize them by sending them somewhere and selling stuff? Don't get me wrong. I'm a business guy. You're a business guy. Yes, we all want to make money. We all have bills to pay. But when it becomes too corporate, I think it loses its soul. I don't know about you, but I, I, I I tend not to listen to the big corporate. I still like listening to the guys that I know, okay, it's them and maybe their team and they're doing it by themselves and not necessarily they have a whole studio or a whole floor or three floors of podcasting people that are that are running podcasts through a assembly line and then chucking things out for us to listen to. Absolutely. I think it's important um, because like sometimes it's easy to compare yourself to like the bait, you know, like, oh, look at this, you know, somebody put together this documentary or somebody put together this blah, blah, blah. And it's like, look, go watch the credits and see how many names are in that in those credits. Like, and it's like, it's cheap, like team of one army of one Joe army of one. Like, you know, we might have a few people that we, we, you know, mercenaries that we hire for our (laughs) army, but for the most part, it's an army of one. And we're, you know, we don't have a team of people that are just working on the marketing side of it, let alone the uh, audio side, let alone the video side, let alone the the capturing of the video (laughs) side, like the producer, the writer, the, maybe multiple writers like mm-hmm. you know we don't have all that so i i think sometimes we have to like take ourselves back a little bit and say okay well what what can we accomplish and the power of the independent podcaster uh I, you know i i just i don't know i i i just i love it i love the fact that um that's the people that we've attracted to the group so mm-hmm. you know thus far and and would like to continue that um, so with that said, I do have to, we were talking about cramming ads into things. I do have to bring up that this episode is sponsored, uh, by me and Samantha Riley. We're running a retreat. Uh, it's called the elevate your podcast, uh, mastermind online mastermind and retreat. We, uh, basically are helping, uh, podcasters or people who want to start their own podcast, 
build a business around their podcast. So we're helping them with the branding, uh, with the products to create the, the uh, targeting, figure out who, like who their avatar is so that they can attract the right people so that they can build a business around their podcast and not, I mean, look, we, we just talked about independent podcasters and how awesome that is, but all that still costs money, right? Like this microphone, the microphone you're using is not free. This microphone ain't free. Ain't free. Headphones are not free. Uh, this t- The time is not free. Uh, it's, it's very much valuable. And mm-hmm. we want to make sure that anybody who wants to start a podcast and build their business around it uh, is, is able to. So we're running, uh, it's a five-month online mastermind and retreat and mm-hmm. we're we're uh, running a house in orlando florida uh it's like 10 bedrooms like 10 king size beds ten, like 11 bathrooms bowling alley inside the house swim up bar like it's ballers it is a baller <laughs> situation going on uh and we we you know we want people uh who are serious about you know getting getting to the root of of starting their business around their podcast because uh, I, I really feel co- like passionate about the fact that like even people that just want to sit around and have talks with their friends and their podcast, they deserve to make money at this. Uh, if they have something of value to bring to the table, whether it's entertainment or whatever it is, whatever you know, driving you, uh, I do feel that you should be able to make money at. Do you have to? Absolutely not. There's no rules in podcasting. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I feel that you you should be at least invited to the table yeah. to to be like, okay, this this is how where I can implement this, and this is how I can make this happen. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're interested in that, uh, you can go to indiepod.com/slash/retreat, uh, and we're running a special right now. It's uh, it's only it's like twenty five hundred bucks uh, for five months plus the three A's at the at the baller house with all the food. And I was going to say, are you guys at the baller house for five months? <laughs> oh, no, geez, yeah, it would be a lot more than twenty five hundred dollars. That's for sure. <laughs> or you can come for two nights, three nights, and then you gotta you gotta get out. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a, it's a really really cool uh, experience that we're putting together. Me and Samantha Riley should go check that out. IndiePodCon.com slash retreat. Anyway, what is the retreats? By the way, oh, oh, that's a great question. That's thanks thanks so much for <laughs> teeing that up for me. There, uh, it is February sixth to the ninth, okay. so it's in Orlando uh, next year. the The mastermind has already started. We have a couple people in there, mm-hmm. um, so if you're interested in getting that, um, there's a one on one call included. There's a bunch of stuff. If you go to the website, I don't want to bore everybody, but yeah, but thank that is a key piece. February sixth to the ninth. Uh, we want people to come hang out, come have a great time, come learn. And we're looking at getting some some great uh, speakers uh, to the house that can really help you think about the, the key pieces to mm. building that brand that is enabling you to have a business around your podcast. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, Chi, what is it that you love about podcasting? Um, I mean, I think I already know what the answer is, but, but what do you, what, is, what do I love about it? Honestly, I think it's, first of all, it changed. So it used to be about getting the story and finding interesting stories that I can learn from because I did it when I started selfishly. I wanted to learn from people who were doing things that I wanted to do. And I knew that if I could rapidly accumulate their experiences, 
I could shortcut my own learning curve because I grew up reading um, autobiographies of business people, entrepreneurs, historical people. So I was like, oh, wow, this is this is the next best thing to that, you know, getting the live account and asking questions rather than saying, hey, can you be my mentor? Can I pick your brain? So I started that selfishly to learn. But then it also became, wow, I can actually connect with my heroes, you know, people that I see on the internet or I see on Facebook ads that I ordinarily and most people would ordinarily never have access to. I say, hey, why don't you come on my show? You know, I have at least a decent-sized audience. You know, I ask great questions. Obviously, your team is going to listen to my show to make sure that I'm not just whacking around and just doing rubbish on the airwaves or whatnot. So when when that access came in, I was like, wow, I can actually connect with people that are where I want to be, and then I can learn from them. And these guys can also say, hey, you know what? I like what you're doing. Why don't you try this and let me tell me how it goes? And then people kind of like indirectly mentoring me without me asking for mentorship, you know? So that became like my number one favorite thing about it because now I can say, hey, I did this or do you have five minutes? I want to just um, ask you about your opinion on something I've done. Because most people don't want to just say, hey, can I pick your brain? And you just, and they just download on you. They They want to actually see that you're actually taking the time to implement whatever they put in their book or whatever they told you. And then you give them feedback because everybody wants to see their kids succeed, whether you like it or not. If you're asking somebody that's where you want to be, they'll see you like, oh, wow, this is somebody that I could mold and shape in the way I created. And then I can help this person avoid some of the mistakes that I made. So it's also in their best interest to see you succeed because they know that they have an indirect stake in your success because your success is also their success. So now that's kind of like my favorite um, part of podcasting. So, yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons I started the Dreamers podcast, right? Because I had no idea. Like, I just left a huge company, and I had no idea what the heck I was going to do. Uh, and it, and it, it opened a window of, like, I can, like, learn from all these people that are doing way cooler things than I am. And it just helped so much uh, expand my world, expand my vocabulary, expand my world views and and learn like you know i I always say like hey i don't read books but read people and this is part of that end Mm -hmm. of it you know for me um so with that said like what do you what do you hate about podcasting oh come on now you are you already know what i hate about it we all hate the same thing the back end the back end operations of it editing the show um I wouldn't say I hate reading the books. I like reading the books, but it's time consuming. But the back end of having to edit the show, yes, you could outsource that. But sometimes you're like, when you've done it for so long, you kind of still, you know, don't want to let go. You don't want to let go, but you should. So there are the back end of like queuing things up, publishing, making sure that you're on track to keep a schedule. Because honestly speaking, if it wasn't for the fact that I record so much, and then I have to edit and do all that stuff. I wouldn't have a backlog, but I do have a backlog because of that. And I I frequently apologize to my guests and say, hey, I'll get to it and I'll push it out. It's just a little bit delayed because I'm a one-man army, so to speak, you know. And I have not <laughs> and I have not directly monetized the podcast. So that's the second part because I look at the podcast as okay, first of all, it's connecting me. I'm getting the benefits directly. So 
whether a listener gets a benefit or not, I will probably continue to do this because I get a benefit. But now at the same time, as a business owner and as an entrepreneur, I kind of have to say, okay, if I have 50, 60 hours to work every week and I'm devoting like a quarter of my time to this, this has to somehow directly bring in revenue to justify the time I'm putting in. So it's not going to be indirect and say, oh, because of this, I get speaking. It's like, no, either I get paid for ads or I find a way to repurpose the content and turn it into media that can be downloaded or something like that. But it has to kind of have direct correlation to revenue generation because it's it's content. It's valuable content that somebody will use and will get something out of it. So there has to be some compensatory monetization to that. So now I'm like, I'm not thinking, okay, how am I going to start positioning it into, you know, making an income so that I can stand on itself? Because if this was a business, like you have to think of it from the mind of a big corporation, every business unit kind of has to justify your reason for existing. Apart from research and development, which you know is going to bring future revenue for you. If you're marketing, if you're sales, if you're engineering, if you're creating new products, you have to justify, okay, the money we we spend on, employees, operating expenses. Let's, what's, what's, what's the net benefit to that? You know, Are you guys able to sustain yourself if you were to go on your own? Or do you need mom and dad to keep subsidizing you for the rest of your life? And this thing has, <laughs> this thing has, to, be self, this thing has to be self-supporting and supporting itself and generating revenues for itself. That's the only way to justify the time. Because if I'm working on client project or I'm sending pitches out there that are bringing in money, that's taking away the time I have to do this. But I love to do this, so I kind of have to marry the two uh, outcomes together. Yeah, yeah. No, I, absolutely. And, and I think, like, with, um, you know, with my show, a lot of money was made not directly, right? Not from ads and things of that nature. It was it was through getting clients and getting uh, other opportunities, whether speaking or being at the first, the forefront of people's minds uh, for other things. So it's, you know, it's just about how you want to set it up, right? And that's what I love about it is... But, it, you know, it, it's not a cookie cutter box where it's like, hey, if you do this, you're going to, you know, you're going to get yeah. X, Y and Z. And um, and I kind of feel like, you know, a lot of people see that like YouTube as an opportunity that is very linear, excuse me, linear, because like, oh, they see so many people doing they're like, oh, they must be getting all these, this ad revenue. Sure. But the fact of the matter is a lot of them are if the smart ones, at least have shrunk that the amount of their pie of ad revenue down to like less than 20% because they need to be making money in other ways. Cause like YouTube could go away tomorrow and they still have a platform. They exactly. still have a voice. They're still a person, There's, exactly. you know, and they still going to make content. They still got those videos. Um, but YouTube's gone. So where are they going to, where's the money going to come from? So you can't be like, Oh, like 70% of my money comes from YouTube, mm-hmm. you know, ad revenue. Like, that's not going to cut it um, mm-hmm. in a lot of cases. So they got to sell their their merch and they got to sell services and they got to sell uh, products, digital products, di- you know, physical services, things like that to, to make it, make it right. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I, I think, um, but I, that's what I love about the fact that like with podcasting is it's like, it's so open ended cause there's no, there is no gatekeepers. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we, we are our own gatekeepers and exactly. you know, Shout out to Todd Cochran, who has been fighting for this for for like 15 years. So, uh, you know, keep let's keep it that way. Mm. Um, and another so, 
I would say on that is basically, I know a lot of people have read or seen the success story of John Lee Dumas, but mm -hmm. I was like, don't look at John from the, oh, John makes 150 to 200K a month. Not everybody's going to do that, but look at it from like what he's able to do over the years. Like every once in a while, I go back and I look at his income reports from when he started out, when it became like every day to now he only does like a couple episodes a day. And you see that now the ad pie has shrunk dramatically, but the pie in other areas has increased because he also kind of figured out that, yes, you know what, anything can happen, ads, you know, you can't, you can't base your whole business based on ads, but it's the small chunk. He's created different products, live mastermind, speaking engagement, a course, all that type of, he does affiliates. Um, I saw the one he did with, um, Tony Robbins and all those there. So you kind of have to think of it like that and say, okay, it is one piece. It's a crucial piece, but then you not put like layers on top of it and say, okay, because of this, how is it going to affect my business? So for what you and Samantha are going to do, for example, somebody could say, okay, I want to consult and teach women who are 50 and above how to start a second career after they've left their first career. And you can interview people, women that are your ideal market who have done that and then now learn from them and, and show them that, hey, it is possible to do this. These are people doing it as well. And I can help you get to where they are because now you're seeing live examples or you can do like what you were doing, which is you get somebody to come on as a coach and then you coach the person to and solve their problem. And that becomes an episode that other people listening as struggling with that particular problem see oh wow this is how joe is helping somebody that is directly in my shoes not somebody that was in my shoe but somebody that is where i am and these are the steps joe is advertising is advising this person to take so that they can succeed and then i can now put myself and say okay i'm going to follow exactly what joe did because i'm seeing it and then that person is going to come back and give you um, the story about the results, whether it worked or it didn't work. And at least you know that, hey, it's a genuine effort that is made from you and from the person to learn and to improve. And then if it doesn't work, you try something different. Because let's face it, things change, situations change. Principles are principles, but context matters. Location <laughs> matters. <laughs> yes. You know, there's a whole lot of things involved. So you kind of have to experiment until one thing works. But the thing is that the fundamentals will always be the fundamentals. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, with that said, let's, let's move on to talking about 2020 and what I can divulge uh, for, uh, I almost said MapCon for, uh, for icon, icon 2020. <laughs> uh, so we are, we announced that the conference is going to be held at the same hotel as last year in Atlantic city. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, uh, September 24th to 26th at the, at ocean resort casino. Incredible. It's like being in a like ocean liner. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. it, it, it is incredible. Um, and so we are bringing a lot, like there's a lot of things in the works right now. I can't divulge all of them but i think i talked i think i talked a little bit about them in the video uh that i shot you know the the mapcon reflection um but like we're in talks to work on getting like a podcasting stage so people can record their podcast live with an audience uh and invite their audience to the event Mm -hmm. um we're we're you know as every year there's always uh you know tons of speakers 
uh we're gonna have we're bringing back the mixer this year that is that is absolutely happening because we you know i i was you know gee i was debating back and forth i was like hey we're in atlantic city i want people to go and enjoy the fact that we're not at the holiday inn in swedesboro love you holiday inn in swedesboro (laughs) but there's like nothing else to do there so you know we the fourth year we had uh, a mixer harry duran dj'd i dj'd mary nichols dj'd uh neil galarte was supposed to be there djing but he got uh sidetracked and wasn't able to make it that year mm-hmm. and we want to we i want to bring the the mixer back um so this year is actually going to be or 2020 is going to be a f- uh, full two-day event so mm-hmm. it's says 24th to the 26th the 24th there's going to be two courses run by me and probably uh two co-hosts um that have yet to be announced but uh so you'll have like a podcasting 101 course on the morning of the 24th you'll have a pod advanced like another elevate your podcast course in the afternoon of the 24th the 25th in the morning kicks off the whole conference so instead of being starting at like noon or one o'clock on on friday it'll Mm -hmm. be starting at like nine o'clock on friday so more time we have more competitions more workshops that i've worked out I, you know, going, getting to go away for a little while, excuse me, uh, down into, into Disney, you know, Disney is my, one of my meditation places. It helps me, uh, recenter, refocus and, and, uh, really get some, some thoughts out there. Hey Ross, how you doing, man? Good to, good to see you. Good to see you. What's up, Um, bro? So, yeah. So I, I have some ideas of, uh, some things that we're gonna we're gonna do and and bring to the table like um and I, I don't want to I don't want to give it out just yet like mm-hmm. I wanted to get a little bit closer and when we can make it super official but that I have two, like another panel that I want to a panel that I want to bring back that we did in the second year okay. um and I want to bring the brand new comp- competition workshop we're gonna still do the uh creative podcast workshop where you create your own podcast in 20 minutes that was it was awesome this year we you know people really love that we gave away uh we gave away some uh microphones courtesy of audio technica and uh it was it was it was awesome um and but this year we did it differently so in past years we the first year every like the the contestants were were on stage mm-hmm. right were acting out what they were doing the second year they were in front of everybody again uh the third year i think they were in front but they didn't have props this time so there was okay. it was just words that they had to work into their their podcast they had to create the the fourth year it was they were in on the other side of a wall so you couldn't see them so they were performing their podcast for everyone but you couldn't see them at all this year um they were they had 20 i think it was 25 minutes Mm. and five minutes was for them to record their podcast they had 20 minutes to create it five minutes to produce it Mm -hmm. and then they had five minutes to upload it like as an mp3 file and email it to me i emailed it to the judges and what that did was it enabled us to save time Mm -hmm. uh the creative podcast workshop took a lot of time when you have like eight teams of four uh or more and they're all trying, like they all have to perform a five-minute podcast. Plus, they had uh, uh, judges at the front, and they're giving their takes. And it just, it took, it was very cumbersome. So uh, this year, we we did it 
uh, where they emailed the file. I think we're going to continue that way so we don't eat up too much time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking at getting podcasting booths uh, this year. They have a lot of um, private rooms right where we're at, at the, okay. in the conference area. So I want to, I'm going to work on getting some podcast professional podcasting booths set up there, uh, courtesy of some sponsors and, you know, just see what we can, what we can accomplish, um, from that end of it and bake in a lot more like, uh, uh, you know, free time because that, that was one of the things like in previous years, like it's very like speaker, 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 and I want to bake in some extra, extra time uh, for people to do networking and go and, you know, record their podcasts and go experience some of the other areas of the, of the, uh, of the area. So we, you know, I've been very hard at work uh, just in the last couple of weeks, getting things set up. Um, In fact, I even have a meeting tomorrow night with a couple of the organizers uh, with me to, to go like a whole meeting checklist I, I wrote up. We're going to go over all these things and we're going to be opening up uh, for the first time a, uh, a volunteer uh, like advisory slash volunteer board. Okay. Um, so, you know, if you're if you're interested, you're listening, you're like, I, I, I want to get involved. I want to be a part of this. Uh, we're we're looking for volunteers that want to be involved on a on a on a bigger on a bit of a bigger level. Mm. Uh, so look for for that information coming soon. Uh, and there's two more events that uh i'm 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 dropping right now that i'm not going to talk too much about them just yet but there's two events that we're adding to ipc uh or icon in in 2020 so uh be on the lookout for that information it's you know that's one of the things she was i wanted by changing the name i wanted to be able to host events in other areas as well um and but but also in other niches if you will um so i got i got some ideas uh after tomorrow's meeting i should be able we'll start putting the board together like the advisory board and and start moving forward with some of that stuff um so look out for two more events that that are going to happen in 2020 i you know chi i i in my talk i was very i guess candid is the word um <laughs> or brutally honest about myself and the fact that like I love Mapcon mm. but Mapcon for me was only like a 10 to 20% thing for the mm. year like I would take it super seriously for like 10% 15 20% of the year mm. and the rest of the year I was busy working on other things mm. um and after this year, after seeing the amount of support and the amount of love and the amount, the fact that the conference didn't fall apart because we moved locations, right? We moved to this huge hotel and I was worried about people feeling like it was, you know, disconnected. And there was a little bit of that. And I feel like some of the, you know, bringing the mixer back will help fix some of that. There's some things I can do to fix that. But for the most part, by and large, people had a really uh, great time and enjoyed the fact that this location is like, so like all inspiring um mm. in fact some people that were like joe you're making me drive an extra hour to come to this event uh were like when they got there they were like joe i i get it now i see where the vision was i i understand and i'm very happy that we were here um 
so yeah, so it was very comforting to me because that was my big my like, oh no, we're gonna move to this big hotel and it's gonna get scary and people are gonna get lost and it's gonna be a nightmare and mm-hmm. that didn't overly happen. Um so yeah, so so there's so many things that are gonna be happening over the next couple of months and, and doing this podcast, doing this live stream week after week after week. Um and and also t- I one last thing, Chi. We're we're bringing back, and I I think you were I think you were a part of them, the podcasters hangouts. Yes, yes, yeah. So we're like it's been like three or four years or whatever since I've done one, but we're going to be bringing back uh, podcasters hangouts. So it's not just this interview and 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 updates about the conference and what's going on, but it's also going to be hey, come hang out. Like we're going to all jump in, you know, just talk about podcasting and we can live. It will probably be live streamed as well. So it, it's look for that in the next couple of weeks. So I just got to figure out what night I'm going to sacrifice to do that as well. Um, as my Wednesday nights have been murdered with, with indie pod podcast. Yeah. Uh, One thing Rob, I would suggest Joe, because yeah. I, I haven't heard you speak about this is okay. not or indie podcast or icon i would also love to see how other international podcasters are doing it so i know mm. podcasting world is heavily dominated by us in north america but like i've looked at the charts i've looked at places in africa in brazil i you know they have different niche podcasts so take for example i think one i saw in brazil one of the number one podcasts there is an english podcast it basically teaches you how to pass. Uh, it's like the TOEFL. Well, you didn't take the TOEFL. It's like the SATs. But for international, yeah, yeah. it's like for international students coming to school in America, you have to take like the TOEFL, Test of English as a Foreign Language, or huh. IELTS. And that is the biggest podcast. The guy there, I think he's based out of the UK, but he's like crushing it. He basically feeds people to his course, and he's selling like a ton of courses, just teaching people English. I listened to a couple of them like, wow, this is this is pretty cool. You know, you think that, oh, all you do is you tell stories or we do interviews, but somebody's actually doing this as an educational piece and he's making it so much in um, emerging markets. I know there's another tutorial about, I think it's about English and then so many different stuff in different places. So I'm just thinking it would be nice to at least, if we could invite them to come, Hopefully they can get visas to come or, you know, you interview them too and say, hey, you know, how is podcasting in Brazil, in Nigeria, in Ghana or in Oman or Dubai, places like that? You know, what are you guys seeing? What are you guys doing differently to get um, listeners? You know, how is it helping your businesses? Because you never know what they could be doing in those countries. And I don't want us to just like be narrowly focused in the U.S. alone. In China, most 90% 90% of podcasts are monetized. It's closed, not like open like we have it here. So there could be a lot of things we could learn from each other across the world. Yeah, no, absolutely. So this year was the first year. Well, we had um, international uh, attendees in the past. So Mark Asquith was the first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this year we had uh, two Canadians and and three Australians that flew in Whoa. from Australia. Lovely. Yeah, so yeah, so like we're I'm very much interested in bringing uh, more worldly uh, people to to the East Coast, you know, to good old Atlantic City uh, to to have a great time and 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 that to say that like 
I don't know that you know every year is going to be in Atlantic City going forward, but 2020 yeah. will definitely be in Atlantic City. Sure. Yeah. Um, and but I think there's also you know so this podcast is definitely a gateway for that. So please, mm-hmm. if you if you know somebody who's a podcaster and and they're they're from another country that you know or another part of the world, uh, please invite them to come be a guest on here because mm-hmm. uh, I, I you know I'm open to interviewing pretty much anyone that has a podcast because that's what this is about independent yeah. podcasters and. Uh, I would also say the, uh, <clears throat> you know, having, uh, having one of the other two, one of the other two conferences, mm. uh, the events that I'm going to be putting together, uh, is, is actually going to be very much up the, up the alley to being a gateway drug <laughs> to get them here to Atlantic city. So, uh, so look forward to, to giving out more information about that. Uh, if you want to put it on your calendar, it's like probably the end of January. Okay. Um, and the other one is probably is looking like the end of July. Um, so, but it's, but you don't have to get a plane ticket. Don't you don't have to get a plane ticket just yet. So let me get some more information together and figure out what we're doing. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to, to organizing those events, especially, well, both of them, but especially the one in July is going to be very fun. And when I get to announce more about that information, so you got to, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, if you haven't joined or liked the, the whatever you got to do to make sure you keep getting this information, mm. uh, like, or subscribe or whatever it is that you do to make that happen, make it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ross brand below says it was a fantastic experience of course i can't compare it to previous ones but for me it was awesome ross i really really appreciate that um i think you i think he I, ross i think you um signed up to be on this show i think i don't i I'm pretty sure you did. I'm not 100% sure, but if you didn't, you need to make that happen. Yeah. Uh we got to get you on here. Uh anyway, yeah, so uh before we before we wrap up, uh I I wanted to give out the if you if you want to register for Icon, the independent podcast conference, uh you can get uh, it says 15% off. I think it's a 10% off. I think I messed that up. Uh let me see. I'm pretty sure it's a 10% off coupon. Uh, right now, if you go to the icon, uh, indiepodcon.com slash register and put in IPP, yeah, you know me, uh, <laughs> as the discount code or promo code or whatever, when you go to check out, you get 10% off. Tickets right now are $199 uh, for 2020. They will only continue to go up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the higher end tickets will be available as we get a little bit closer because mm-hmm. uh, I got to get the pages and everything. Like I've, it's been hectic as heck since I, since the end of since the conference ended uh, mm-hmm. for me. But uh, but yeah, look out for that. If, but worst case scenario, uh, get your ticket now while it's the a cheapest that it will be uh, and be an extra ten percent off of that. So yeah, so. Chi, any last thoughts on podcasting, uh, being a guest here, icon, whatever? What, what's what's on your mind before we wrap up? I, I, w- I will say this, though, that as a podcaster, you know, I love what you've done transitioning this to indie podcast. I'm going to try and come for next year for sure. Um, I also think that, you know, as more big money is coming into the podcasting space, we kind of have to, like, up our game as independent podcasters, whether it's 
we go for more trainings like coming to the retreat or we even bring in outside people to teach us how to interview better the technology we get but like skills that will help us stay ahead of the game and fight big money we need to kind of invest in that i'm not not that big money is bad but i'm just saying i know what it is to be like a small business owner and i know what it feels like when you are fighting against the Goliath and you think you might not be able to win. So we kind of have to step our game up and say, hey, if they're going to do 100 interviews, we will do 20, but those 20 will be like the best interviews on the podcasting networks out there. So let's let's, let's try to invest in ourselves. Let's try to see how we can leverage podcasting to different things. Like you just told me about this StreamYard, put it in on Twitch. I just started watching Twitch because of your gaming your gaming videos, by the way. I, said, I, I was watching you play video games for the past, I think it was two months ago, three months ago, and that took me to Twitch, and then it took me to the Microsoft one, and I was like, I have to stop this because I don't have a console, so I can't play myself. Well, because of you that I got into Twitch. So You're they- welcome. <laughs> I got to get back to that. My, you know, me and my daughter, she, um, she'll say all the time, she's like, well, Daddy, we need to go to bed because when we wake up, we can play Minecraft. And I'm like, yes, like you are so cool. So, yeah, I have to get into that myself and play. And then also, you know, let, try different things. So even for me, from recording interviews, I'm transitioning into doing, um, uh, what do they call it, a virtual summit. So the virtual summit oh, yeah. at the end of uh, November. And it was just basically, I had interviews. I said, hey, I want to do them as a summit. So I decided to add a video component. And then I got the AppSumo Hey Summit software to try it out. Oh, wow. Make it easy. So now my podcasts, which were originally podcasts, are now part of a summit. Just to see how you can use the same skill set, use the same knowledge people are going to share, but make it more direct and more concentrated to help other people who are trying to solve a particular problem in their business. So there are different skills that we learn from this one particular platform that we can apply in a multiplicity of ways. And I think it's just it's just cool and awesome to be in this space. And especially if you're getting into now, great. If you got into it like a couple of years ago, even better because you can always continue to up your game and things will continue to keep changing. As long as you're staying ahead of the curve, you're going to succeed in whatever you're trying to do. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, uh, I, I, I need to, uh, like I said, I need to go back and play some video games. It's been, it's been too long. Uh, but I do, um, I think the summit thing is, is interesting. I think if you already, especially if you already have the content that's created, mm-hmm. uh, bundling it together and making it so that it's like search engine optimized and, and able to be found for people that are like really looking for a hyper focused amount of content i think that's that's awesome mm-hmm. um and yeah so if uh ross uh ross said he says he can't remember if uh if he went ahead and submitted the form i definitely want to be on i definitely want to have you on if you want to be a guest on the indie pod podcast go to indiepodcon.com slash guest mm-hmm. and fill out the form uh, it's really short and really simple um and you can come hang out and and get seen by lots of lots of people because we've had quite a few people watching throughout the entire stream oh, wow. uh, so i, I want to thank everybody if you're listening to the podcast i want to thank you for taking the time because you're now like an hour and 10 minutes into this thing so uh so i greatly appreciate it 
And uh, real quick, before I find, you know wrap up here, uh, just real quick, the Elevate Your Podcast Mastermind and Retreat. Uh, we still have a few spots left at the house uh, with, at the retreat, and the, the online mastermind is already going on, but you can get yourself in by going to IndiePodCon.com slash retreat. If you want to build your own business around your podcast, this is what you need. Samantha Riley is incredible. She's out of Australia. If you don't know her, go look her up, samanthariley.global. Uh, I've been connected with her for like four and a half years now. Incredible lady. Super happy to be able to you know be connected with so, someone so awesome uh, and be able to connect up and do something like this and provide it to uh, to the indie pod family, uh, at a price that, I mean, for 2,500 bucks, it's, it really is. It's an easy, it's an easy. Yes. If you really want to make a business around your podcast and make it happen. So go check out all the stuff. Indiepodcon.com slash retreat. I'm sorry. What are you saying? Chi? Show them the house. Show them that. Oh, so, uh, do I have the picture? I might have the picture. Hold on a second. Do I have the picture? I might have the picture right. I, I, saw, I saw it on the webinar with you and Samantha, and I was like, "Oh wow, this is legit." Oh yeah, this is. Uh, so uh, let me see. It's because only because you're asking, Chi, and I I greatly appreciate you saw following it in for me. Uh, let me see. I can pull it up right here. Uh, how do I share my screen? I want to share my screen. Let's see, share screen, and I want to share an application window, and the window I want to share. Do, 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 doesn't let me share that one, but that's okay. Cause I'll just share, uh, uh, nailed it. All right, there we go. So like you can see the house here, uh, it's a mansion. There is, uh, a theater room, pool, swim up bar, bowling alley inside the house it's insane uh so many meeting areas everybody gets their own king size bed everybody gets their own bathroom mm -hmm. which to me was is, is always super important because i don't really want to share a bathroom or a bedroom mm -hmm. if i if i can get away with it i'm you know it was cool when i was like 18 years old but not so much now oh, yeah. um so yeah so go go check that out indiepodcon.com slash retreat uh there's a form at the bottom just fill it out and we'll reach out to you and and get in contact to make sure that this is the right fit and everything so it's not just like a hey buy button buy now buy now we we're, we really want to make sure that the people we're bringing uh to the mastermind and to the retreat are going to be a good fit not only for that for your sake but for our sake as well mm -hmm. uh since we'll be sharing time with you uh over the coming months anyway chief Thank you so, 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 so much for coming and hanging out on the first episode of the Indie Pod oh, wow. podcast. Nice. Wow, my pleasure, man. My pleasure. Thanks a lot for having me. Appreciate it. I'm going to try and continue to keep doing more of these because I'm, I'm not seeing the benefit of actually being on the other end, you know, not just asking questions, but also like, telling people stuff because now I start thinking about, okay, what's on my mind? You know, what am I trying to say? What's my messaging? So I'm going to try and get on more podcasts and do more interviews based off of this because I'm like, you know, it's good to have the give and take, give and take, give and take. It just makes for a better 
um, presenter, better podcaster, better storyteller. So thanks a lot for having me. Thanks a lot for inspiring me to do this. And thanks a lot for uh, showing me all the cool stuff we've talked about today you are so very welcome i am so glad that you decided to be the first person on here so i wasn't here by myself and i got somebody to softball things in (laughs) it was awesome chi thank you so much i hope everybody has a wonderful week i will see you next wednesday and next wednesday i have on deck mr lou hastings uh who does red uh was it Red Road? Uh, yeah, the Red, Red Road Radio Show. I knew, I knew I was on the right, right. I knew I was on the right road. <laughs> and uh, we'll be talking more podcasting, more stories, more tips for you, independent podcasters out there. And if you want to join us in the Facebook group, uh, I think it's Facebook.com/slash/group/slash/indiepod group i think i think that's what i did i think it was indie pie group yeah so if uh or just reach out to me it's all good um or uh, you know what? i think if you go on our website you can click on the right hand side it says join us mm-hmm. or join our community and it will drop you right into the independent podcasters group you apply to join you'll get approved because you're awesome and i you know it makes it easy for me easy for you everybody have a great week i'll see you next week have a great week bye guys